Sperm whales are renowned for being the biggest toothed whales of our seas, migrating thousands of miles every year. But this week, photos of cetacean carcasses were splashed across the media. 16 of these majestic creatures have beached across the UK, the Netherlands and Germany. Some arrived alive, some were already dead, and there's a lot of speculation as to what caused it to happen. Greer Jackson's been investigating with the help of marine ecologist Bill Amos. There are many reasons why whales beach, but actually we don't really understand. So one of them is that whales get confused. Sperm whales, like the ones that have been stranding recently, are very much deep water animals. So the whales are probably way off course. If it's not their natural habitat, why are they there? Well, whales are capable of covering huge, huge distances. Now, sperm whales in particular are are really amazing for the way they segregate the sexes. So around equatorial waters, you find larger groups comprising females and their offspring. The males tend to migrate up towards the poles. I think the stranded whales that we saw in the North Sea are males, and these are relatively small as male sperm whales go. That would explain, A, why it's only males that we found, but also might explain, if they're new and they're young, it might explain that they haven't done this migration before and have just perhaps been chasing some prey and gone off course. Absolutely. I mean, who knows what goes through a whale's mind? You may have noticed that someone has graffitied man-made on the side of one of these whales, but actually there's no evidence to suggest that this is true. I think the evidence for that is extremely slim. Do you think we'll ever get to the bottom of it? Because there's lots of talk of autopsies and taking bits of blubber and teeth to get to the bottom of why we've had this mass stranding. Personally, no. I think if you find the stomachs are completely empty, that would support an idea that they were way away from areas where they can find food, so desperation would come in. I think, really, they're intelligent animals, and you've got to know what's going through their mind, and we're not really going to find that out. What's the next step, then? Because, obviously, these whales have got to be removed from the beach. (laughs) Unfortunately, this is not my problem. (laughs) There are really awful, if you go on, on the web and look for various instances of people trying to get rid of whales before, there is an infamous one in the US where some people decided to pack the body with dynamite. Oh, and there are images of people running away with whale meat raining down from the sky. Um, I think the best is probably to tow them out to sea, weight them down and let them be disposed of naturally by crabs and chroma lobsters and, <laughs> and all the other beasties that, that would count this as a treasure trove of nice fodder. Well, speaking of treasure troves, you have here at the museum a specimen that was initially a beached whale. Can you tell me the story of how this specimen came to be here? It's a huge whale. This is the, the fin whale, or finback whale, is the second largest species, but this is an unusually large finback whale, and it's as big as most blue whales. We've got some pictures, actually, of the whale beached. It is absolutely huge. There is a man standing, looking very grumpy, actually, considering he stood next to a massive whale. Um, and the yeah. tongue is, well, I want to say... Hugely huge, bigger hugely mine. bigger than mine. Double, maybe yes, the height. The size. 150 years later, and not much has changed because I really wanted to see the whale bones in the flesh. However, the museum is being rebuilt at the moment, so he's not on display. 
But as luck should have it, there are a couple of backbones in storage just across the hall. I guess, I guess they're, they're close to a metre across and they just look like vertebrae that have been blown up out of all proportion. <laughs> they make human vertebrae look absolutely tiny. What's this whale called? <laughs> well, apparently um, the whale was actually called Amos, but this is this is a very strange coincidence that it's my name, and I and I used to work on marine mammals a lot. But it was apparently a name drawn out of a hat a long time ago when it was originally hung by a school kid who had found out that apparently Amos means big and strong. A child, <laughs> really. <laughs> I certainly didn't enter the competition, no. <laughs> Bill Amos from the University of Cambridge.